Go ahead and start it. Well, good evening, church. So uh, we, we talked to a few people, and you know, like we said last time, this is going to be something different. And so we're trying <laughs> new things, right? And so uh, a lot of people, we got a lot of feedback from the last class that we did, and we heard that, we heard you, you know, people said they wanted to see us. And so if you don't want to see us, just minimize the window and, uh, you know, you don't have to look. But if you did want to see, uh, see us actually have the, have the conversation, well, then, then here we go. Um, so Dan's going to start us off with some announcements and we'll, we'll say a prayer and then we'll dig in. I got a couple things. First thing I want to want to let you guys know is how much we appreciate all the comments we've had, not only about the Wednesday night last week, but also the Sunday morning uh, worship. I heard a lot of great comments about it, and I just want to tell you thank you that uh, we've worked really hard at that to to try to give you an, an avenue where you could at least feel for a moment like you were back at church and back with the with the with the family. A um, couple of things that I want to. Uh, want to let you know about. One thing is that, uh, that we're working on, on, a, on, a, on a little project we're working on for the children. Uh, I don't know yet when that's going to come out, when we're going to have that ready, but we are working on something to, uh, for the children to, to be involved with as well. I don't know if we're going to do it on Sunday or what day, but we're going to do it at some point. Uh, and, and one more thing is, is uh, I want to make sure that, that you know that if you have a need, any kind of a need, please call us. Uh, let us know that there's something going on. If you know of somebody that needs something, uh, we're not going to know unless you tell us. We don't have fellowship together, so we can't, we can't uh, talk to you personally. But if you know of something, please let us know uh, what, that, what that need may be. And one more thing, we are working on some different avenues for our contribution and how you can give uh, from home. Uh, we'll let you know about those things, but it, right now, if you want to bring it to the office or if you want to bring it to, and put it in the lockbox outside of Pam's office, or if you want to just mail it in. I know a lot of people are mailing it in. Uh, whatever, whatever you need to do, and how, there, there will be some other options at some point, uh, but you know, we still have to pay the bills. Still have to pay the bills. So right. uh, Let's pray, and then we're going to get started. Okay, Cole? Yep. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for, for loving us and for being our God and especially for being uh, the, God, the God who heals us. We pray, Father, your blessings upon us this evening as we, uh, as we talk to each other and as, we, uh, as those of, of our membership and, and others are watching us uh, over, over the internet. Uh, we're just thankful, Father, for your, for your giving us this resource and this opportunity, this avenue that we can reach out to our family and, and just for a moment help them to uh, uh, maybe get a respite from the day. Uh, Father, bless us this evening as we, as we talk and as we communicate. Father, help it to go well and help it to come across well so people can learn and grow and so they can come back to you uh, or to come to you in a, in, a more, in, a, in a deeper, more meaningful way. Oh. Father, bless us uh, tonight and bless us wherever we find ourselves sheltering in place. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So this is the uh, second one of these second. that we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, I'm not sure. You might be able to see it on your screen at the moment. You might not, but this this evening we're going to talk about Yahweh Rapha. And so, um, real quick, I just wanted to to make a note uh, down in the description below. We're going to link a video to the Bible Project uh, content creators, and and they make short little animated videos. Mm -hmm. They've got an awesome video on a question that I've been getting from a few people that discusses the whole difference between Yahweh and Jehovah. And so they've got, they've got an awesome video. It doesn't just discuss that. That's part of it. But uh, it's like a four-minute, five-minute YouTube video. Really want you to check it out. It's, it's, it's really, they do really good work over there. And uh, well, I just want you to, to, to check it out. I don't want to spend too much time talking about Yahweh and Jehovah and that whole, that whole thing. So um, just check it out. It should be down below. So tonight, what we are talking about, though, is Yahweh Rapha. And uh, before we go there, you know, Dan... How do you feel when somebody questions your integrity? Oh, it hurts. It hurts because, you know, integrity is what you try to do when, when you, you know nobody's watching. And you live your life in a way that uh, is right, and it doesn't have to have anybody watching you. And I think that's what integrity is. So if you, if you tell somebody, hey, I'm, I've got this, I'm going to handle this, mm -hmm. and they don't believe you, they don't trust you, mm -hmm. it's pretty frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. You know, especially when you think, when you feel like you've earned it. When you right. feel like you've earned that trust. Yeah. So when you've demonstrated yourself to be very trustworthy. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, for Yahweh Rapha, we find this name, and it's the only time it's mentioned in Scripture, but we find it in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And uh, this whole section throughout this chapter in, in 15, it, now just to give us some context, 
the uh, the Israeli, the Jewish people have escaped Pharaoh, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Moses starts singing the song. Miriam sings this. They all sing this song mm -hmm. in praise to God. And then they arrive at the waters of Mara and Elim. Elim. And uh, when they arrive there, they, they get there and the water is bitter and they can't drink it. They haven't, they haven't had water for a few days at this point. And uh, they get really upset, right? And it says, uh, it says they grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? Mm -hmm. Now, in my mind, that seems like a fair question, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. seems like, yep. like, hey, we haven't had water in a few days, you know, like, why are we here? What's going on? What's the plan? You know, I could just imagine, sure. you, know, uh, you know, in the military especially, you get into those situations a lot where it's like, okay, what's the plan? And you, you kind of have to learn, you know, <laughs> that there are people that get to ask that question and there are people that don't get to ask that yep. question, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I was certainly one that didn't get to ask that question. But I mean, I, I understand that feeling, what is going on? You know, and then Moses, we hear in verse uh, 25, we see Moses cries out to the Lord, and then the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. Okay, so the Lord provided. We've, mm -hmm. And we talked about that last time, you know, yep. yeah, yeah, Yahweh Jireh, right? But then look, look, look at this. In ver, uh, continuing in verse 25, it says, There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God, and do what is right in his eyes. If you pay attention to his commands and keep all of his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. And that would be translated, you know, for I am, I am Yahweh Rapha, Rapha. Mm -hmm. right? I am the Lord who heals you. This is kind of a bizarre story. You know, it's just kind of, kind of there in the text, right? Mm -hmm. The people ask this question that I think is a fair, you know, it seems like mm -hmm. a fair question, mm -hmm. right? You know, where, where, what are we going to drink? And then God's like, hey, now, I'm going to put you to the test. You're like, what, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah. You know, why, why am I getting put to the test mm -hmm. here? Um, so I think a lot of people, when we read this story, we, we feel that. We feel that there's a little bit of tension there. Why, why is it bad? Why is God all of a sudden putting me to the test? Mm -hmm. I asked a question, seems like a fair question. And then, of course, what we don't see here, though, is that pillar of light, that pillar of fire yes. in the middle of the night yep. guiding mm -hmm. these people, right? We don't see yep. these people being guided by the pillar of uh, smoke during the day. Mm -hmm. We don't see, we didn't see the waters being opened up. We haven't seen God provide mm -hmm. every step of the way for these people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I think when we look at this story, just like you talked about with integrity, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't like it when people question me either. I think it frustrates me to no end when my kids you know, come in and they're like, yeah. you know, we're hungry and we yeah. want to eat. It's like, I know you're hungry. I know I'm going to, I'm going to get it for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to handle it. And, uh, we don't realize that that's exactly what was going on here yeah. is this was the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and throughout the wilderness wanderings, the people constantly grumble. Well, you have to understand too, that, that, uh, these folks for 430 years, their history is somebody told them what to do and when to do it and always provided for them. Now, I didn't provide for them the way God's going to provide for them, but he provided, they, you know, the Egyptians provided for them water, drink, everything. They had to work like slaves, but that was what, that was their culture. That's what they expected. And so when they come to, and they're thirsty, well, okay, when are you going to give us water? You know, and now we come here, you brought us to this place, and Moses brought us to this place, and here the water, we can't even drink it. What's the problem? Yeah. And, and so because they don't know the plan. They don't understand yet that God is the healer. They don't understand that yet. They haven't gotten to that point where they understand that this God will heal us because they've just been wandering around for a few, for just right. a short period of time. Yeah. They haven't experienced all that. They, they, are, they are struggling. They really are struggling. Yeah. And yet then God, of course, in his infinite wisdom, he's trying to train them and teach them. And let them know, hey, I got this. Don't be afraid. I got this. I will heal you. And that's what he says right there at the end. Yeah. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. Yeah. They, they haven't had, that's not the God they've had for 400 years. They haven't had that God. Now that's the God that has showed up because God's, God has virtually abandoned them until then, but has been listening. Yeah. Been listening, but hasn't been healing them. Not like this. You know, in this, in this, to me, this is, so there are themes, right? Throughout the mm -hmm. of these, these themes that just cycle and they repeat constantly. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one, this idea. I love, I love that we started off with Jehovah Jireh, right? Because mm -hmm. We see, we see that tension. Are we going to allow him to provide? Are we going to have faith in him providing? And this yep. is another thing that he provides, yep. um, this healing that he... And I think the big thing, though, is are we going to trust him to do that? 
You know, are we going to have faith in him to do that? Or are we going to grumble? Are we going to complain? And so it's interesting because throughout this, I would say throughout Genesis, throughout that arc, you see Abraham struggle with this. You know, you see J- uh, Isaac struggle with this. You see Jacob. Yeah, everybody kind of struggles with this. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of, am I going to, tr- am I going to trust God? Yeah. And in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we saw the answer was no. Yeah. Right? We weren't going to trust. As, as mm-hmm. humanity, we're not going to trust God. We're going to decide mm-hmm. what is good and what is bad in our own eyes. And we're going to run after that. And we're not going to look to him, mm-hmm. right, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then starting in Genesis 12, we start seeing that on a very individual level with yes. Abraham and his yeah. family. And now we're coming to this point where we're going to see it in the nation. Yeah. The na- his chosen nation, this nation that he has pulled up and saved and rescued and done all of this miraculous stuff for. Mm-hmm. He's done all this stuff and then, you know, how are they going to react? What mm-hmm. are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of sets us up in the narrative mm-hmm. going forward, right? He says very clearly, I'm going to put you to the test here. Mm-hmm. And so we already kind of get this idea that, okay, there are, there are two options here, right? Mm-hmm. But look at his intention. What is it that God, you know, just looking at this text, right? I will not, this is God's intention. I will not bring on you any of these diseases I brought in the Egyptians, mm-hmm. for I am the Lord that heals you. Mm-hmm. I am Yahweh Rapha. That's who I want to be. Yeah. That's who I identify as. I want to be your healer. Mm-hmm. You need a healer. I want to be your healer, yeah. is what he's saying. But then... What's your going? What are you going to do? Yeah. Right, the ball's kind of in your court. Yeah, and the the and the thing is with with this nation is is their their track record is going to be not only here but as they go along their track record is be, you know, well we don't really want you to do that. We 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 got this. <laughs> you know, we got this. We're we're we got we can completely take care of this ourselves until it starts falling apart. And then what do they do? They cry out to the only one they know that can heal them, right. and so they cry out to him. Because he's promised them yeah. over and over. And he showed them over and over how much he can heal them and what he can do. You know, when they get to, the, to that place where, where he sends plagues on them after they've come to the promised land for the, mm. for the first time. And he sends them out and he's really angry. Sends them off and he says, he says I'm going to kill every one of you over the age of 20. Well, in one of those instances in the book of Numbers, it, he sends a plague of snakes, and the snakes start biting them. That's right. And, and they, they got this. Okay, they, they got it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, we're going to be our own people. We're going to yeah. do our own thing. And, and then the snakes start biting them. And what do they do? They start screaming to Moses and screaming out to God. And God says, fine, you know, we'll, I'll fix this. You know, create a bronze snake, put it on a pole. Everybody that looks on it, if they get bit, they'll be okay. Yeah. Later on in their existence, what do they do? Worship the, the bronze staff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our, our, our history is, as people who follow God, is uh, we have to make ourselves sometimes, even us, have to make ourselves look at this and say, okay, God's my healer. And then trust yeah. him enough to heal us. That's right. Trust him enough to fix it. You know, and, and their, their, their heritage is, uh, no, we're not going to do that. And, and every time they do it, God always shows back up because they're his people. Right. He loves them. Right. So I think it's a great lesson for us to learn. Uh, really a great lesson for us to learn that even though that we'll go off at some point and, and, uh, and look, you know, and see if we can do this ourselves, you know, it's a great testament to what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, especially as men, you know, we're in control. We, can, we, have, we have control of our families and we yeah. have control of, of, of uh, situations in our lives. And now... We have no control. Now there's something bigger than we're able to take care of. I can't protect my grandkids. I can't protect my family. Mm. You know, depending on who they interact with, they can get sick. You know, my wife can get sick and die. And, and, I, and I'm frustrated because there's nothing I can do. Right. I have no alternative but to turn to someone that I know can. And I feel sorry for people that don't have that. They don't have that relationship. I mean... <laughs> In, in reality, isn't, isn't what we're really experiencing right now, the, the, that illusion of control that we thought mm-hmm. we had, it's now being of kind of stripped. Sure, of course. Of course it is. I mean, I mean you, know, we, you know, you live as long as I have, you figure out that, that, that control is really is an, is an illusion. But it, at the beginning of it, you still think, I got this. Right. I can fix this. If I just stay at home and don't, and don't go do anything stupid, <laughs> I'm going to be okay. And then I find out that more and more people are getting sick. More and more people are dying, and I've got, I have less and less ability to fix anything. I can make a phone call and call someone and say, "Hey, how you doing?" But that's about all I can. I can't do anything. I can't right. fix them. 
you know, I can pray about them and, and turn them over to God and, and pray that they have enough strength, enough faith in God to rely on him as well. You know, and I think that for me, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. So for me, I have, I want to have my control, right? Sure. I want to be in charge. Yeah. Um, I talked about how, you know, the, so, so we've been working here for maybe about a little, a couple months, right? Uh -huh. And the first two weeks I was here, nobody came into my office. Uh -huh. and I made this really elaborate schedule and I had all this time like scheduled out. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, this is awesome. You know, I'm just sitting here studying the Bible all day and re working on my sermons and working on the lessons and stuff like that. It's so much fun, you know, like, and then I told Pam after I'd been there a month, I said, well, the first two weeks I was here, it was a lie. I said, because the reality is now I'm, I'm like, my day is just eaten up with people coming in and talking yep. and that's okay. That's a good mm -hmm. thing. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy with that mm -hmm. because the reality is I've got to get to know the body here. I've mm -hmm. got to get to know these people. And so it's, it's a blessing. It's a good thing, but I had to let go of that. Yep. And that was difficult. I didn't yep. want, I wanted to have my, my schedule, you mm -hmm. know, I want to have my control yep. and you hit on something real powerful there, you know? With the, what we talked about last week, you know, you can't even do this little thing. Yeah. You can't even extend yeah. your life by a little bit, this yeah. little thing. Yeah. So then why do you worry? Yeah. And, what's, and what's the solution? In Philippians chapter 2, what's, or chapter 4, what's the solution to worry? Trust what's, in God. Trust in God and prayer, right? And prayer. Yeah. You know, we have, to, we have to go to him in prayer. We mm -hmm. have to go to the one who actually can do mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. who can actually change something, who mm -hmm. actually has power and authority. Yep. And I think that's what, with our illusion of control letting go, um, we have to go back to prayer, mm -hmm. you know, and we can't have this attitude and, you know, I'm guilty of it. I've had this attitude where prayer wasn't a solution. Mm -hmm. I want to do something. Yeah. You know, I want to go out yeah. and do something. Yeah. I want to, I want to do something for them. I don't want to just pray for them. I want to do something. And that, I think that really shows immaturity, mm -hmm. you know, when, when we have the attitude that says, you know, I want to do over prayer. Prayer mm -hmm. is something we need to be doing. Well, and something else too is, is you may get to a point where, where you said, well, okay, I prayed about it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done. And, and I know there'll be people that are watching this that, well, I prayed about it. You know, but God wants us to come back in, to him over and over again. And we, I've gotten yeah. to that place at times where, okay, I've already prayed about it. I trust God. He's going to handle this. Uh, but, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of intricate pieces to this, this puzzle yeah. that are going to happen. You know, I may, and I think I know someone right now that I've just heard about that may have contracted this virus, mm. okay? And I don't know that for sure, but I right. know that, it, that it's a possibility. I haven't had contact with them personally, but I've heard about it over the phone. And, uh, and you know, I mean, now I've got something else to go back to God for. Right. Because I can't fix them. Yeah. So I need, I need this, this Yahweh Rapha who says, tell them, yeah. I will heal you. Will he still heal us today? Yeah. Will, he, will he heal this nation? Yeah. He can. I believe he can. So, you know, I, and I, you hit on something there. You know, in the Gospels, we constantly hear Jesus and, and his parables and him talking about the widow who kept going to the judge yes. and nagging the judge mm -hmm. and const constantly going and petitioning, petitioning. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between that and repetitive words, mm -hmm. right? And so Christ talks down, I don't want to say he condemns, but he, he des definitely doesn't approve of just litany prayer, repetitive, just the same words over mm -hmm. and over again mm -hmm. with the mindset that if I just say these same words over and over again, God's going to hear me. Yeah. But he does want us to consistently go to the Father and, and constantly go to yeah. the Father. He wants us to be that widow, right? In Philippians chapter 2, or excuse me, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Paul will say, rejoice in the Lord always. I say, I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not, in verse 6, be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Yeah. And I think the reality is, if you've got a heart that's worried about this, that's concerned about this, that's just hurting over this, mm -hmm. I think this, the, we can't control the way we feel. No, right? no. I, I think the lie is that, you know, oh, if I just... I, I'm just not going to worry about it and be done with mm -hmm. it. But that's not what he says. Mm -hmm. He says, don't worry about it, but instead pray, mm -hmm. right? Instead, don't be anxious, but in every situation, prayer and petition, mm -hmm. going to our Father. Mm -hmm. You know, just last Sunday, I talked about how we have this awesome privilege of being able to go into the very throne sure, of God. absolutely, yeah. And we need to be bold in that. Mm -hmm. And I think now more than ever, I mean, I don't want to tell people don't do things, yeah. right? I mean, it is good to do things, mm -hmm. and we should do good things. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are good mm -hmm. things. But I don't want us to think that prayer is something one and done, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to think, well, I want to do something real. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the mindset we have to get away from. Mm-hmm. Prayer is the, the most important thing we can do. It's the first thing that we should do. Absolutely. And if we are worried and scared and hurt, mm-hmm. I think we need to be going to our Father because mm-hmm. he is Yahweh Rapha. Yeah. He is the Lord who wants to provide that healing. And, and you know, Cole, the, 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 uh, the idea of him being a healer is not just Exodus 15. It's yeah. all over this book, all it over is. the Old Testament. He constantly told them, you know, <laughs> yes, that he was going to heal them. I mean, Isaiah 53 is about, is about sending a Messiah that is going to do the ultimate healing. That's right. I mean, so, yeah. I mean and in Jeremiah, when, they're, when, the, when the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, has been taken into captivity in Babylon, and, and he tells them, he said, you might as well get comfortable. Get comfortable, because you're not coming home. He said, you might as well plant gardens, make families, you know, build houses because you're not coming home. And he said, until you come and seek me with all of your heart, is when he said, then, then I'll heal you. Then I'll heal yeah. you. And, and you look at, at the, the books of, of uh, Esther and Ruth and Nehemiah. Oh, yeah. Those are books about him healing them and sending people back to, to have the, the walls rebuilt and the temple rebuilt, getting them ready to send them back home. And it's a... Uh, it's a powerful, powerful story that I hope that we don't have to go through some of those things to wake up and figure out that our God's still a healer and he still can heal us. Well, and for them, so, I mean, that, that's touching on something that, that we need to be aware of. So when Yahweh Rapha says, you know, I am Yahweh Rapha mm-hmm. and I want to provide this healing. I don't want to provide, I don't want to cause diseases and sickness on you, mm-hmm. but I want to provide this healing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the thing that we also need to, to realize here is Speaking about books like Esther and Nehemiah and, and things like that, where they're going back to rebuild mm-hmm. the city of Jerusalem and the temple, mm-hmm. in their in the Jewish context, in their mindset during that time, the temple was the the crux of the covenant. Mm-hmm. This is where God dwelt among the people. Mm-hmm. Now that's we have a different covenant. That's not we. That's not where sure, He dwells. Sure. He dwells in within yeah. us. Mm-hmm. But that but the understanding is that He provides this healing and it's spiritual healing. Yes. He's going to provide spiritual healing in these books, and he's going to restore the temple. He's going to restore the city of Jerusalem. He's going to restore the covenant. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, the covenant, when he exiled them to Babylon, that covenant was broken. It was broken. I mean, it was complete. Deuteronomy uh, chapters 28 through 31, we have that uh, covenant of blessing and cursing. Mm -hmm. And they go into Moab, through Moab, into the promised land. And... uh, that's where we kind of see where where Moses sits there and basically lays out the mm-hmm. entire Old Testament just mm-hmm. in a few chapters. He said, this is the way it's going to go. Yep. You yep. guys are going to go after mm-hmm. false gods and all this stuff, and then I'm going to exile you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove you from the promised land. The covenant will be broken, right? Well, they, you know, and they've, they've been in bondage for all those years, 70 years. They've been in bondage. And one of the books of those, the, that trilogy of books is, is Ezra. Nehemiah and Esther, and, yeah. and Ezra is the priest that's going to go. That's been charged to go back, and he goes and he finds them by the time he gets there, marrying foreign foreign wives. So they haven't really learned, no. and and yet he, you know, he tells them what they need to do. And and one guy, I forget what his name is, but but uh, uh, it's just a little excerpt, and you only see his name that one time. And he says, "We're going to do this. We'll do it." We're going, and he says, put away all these foreign wives because that's what was going to be necessary for them to be healed and to heal that land again because they would gone back into where they, exactly right. why they were gone 70 years before. So in the context of this older covenant, mm-hmm. part of coming out of uh, the Sinai covenant, right, mm-hmm. the, the Mosaic law, mm-hmm. part of that mm-hmm. was don't marry foreigners yep. because, you know, you, you, what will happen is if you marry, if you bring in these foreign wives, mm-hmm. they're going to convert you. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see some of that with Balaam. Remember, Balaam yep. comes along and he, and he tells... Uh, the one of the kings, he says, "Well, you know, have your women go among the camp, and and that'll and that'll cause God to come after them because mm-hmm. they'll fall." Yeah, remember he tells, yep. and so mm-hmm. Balaam ends up being under a curse because he he told them more than what God yep. had, had mm-hmm. allowed. But so there were a lot there are a lot of intricacies in this mm-hmm. covenant, but they all point to this spiritual malady. Yeah, they all it point does. to this time where I'm spiritually sick, mm-hmm. and God wants to heal His people from that, and He provided the ultimate healer. I would say He provided the ultimate healing mm-hmm. in Christ and that mm-hmm. sacrifice. One of the things that, you know, that uh, Jesus calls himself the great physician. Yeah, he does. You know, he came, he came here to, he, he said, I came to seek and save the lost. And he said uh, that he, he was there to, to heal them. And he, and he did a lot of that. And in fact, the book of John says that we don't have everything. We only have a, 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 just a very small bit of what he did. Uh, but, but, you know, I mean, you know, one of the things that I like to say about this church is this is not really a church, it's a hospital. It's a hospital. 
And everybody that comes here and everybody that's a part of this place is, is in one state or another of yeah. healing. Absolutely. You know, some are sicker than others. Some have come through the same sicknesses and can help those who are sick. But they all come here for the same thing, and that's, that's to be touched by the, by the great position. Yeah. And, and, you know, when we talk about our mission and vision statement, that's one of the things that we'll talk about, you know, is pointing people to Jesus and yeah. because he is the one. I, I want to read a text uh, in First Peter chapter 2 uh, that I think is, uh, uh, is, is very, is, it's very applicable to, to this. And it's uh, uh, chapter 2 and verse uh, 24. It says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. That's right. Yeah. And, and we know that the one who, Jesus came and he said, I have only, I've been sent by the Father and I've only said what the Father has told me what to say. That's Remember right. that? He mm -hmm. said that. Oh, yeah. And so we know that the Father, Yahweh Rapha, is the one that I'm going to fix the problem. That's right. And something I said a while ago was about, you know, we want to be in control. You know, we've got a virus going on right now that, that none of us can do anything about. Yeah. It is bigger than all of us. Mm -hmm. And I feel for the folks that have never allowed Jesus to heal them spiritually because they have no place to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a place to go. I can go to my Savior and I go to my Father who I know he can heal. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know how many people are going to be affected negatively. Right. But I know that he can heal us because he is Yahweh Rapha. And that's what his whole plan was from the very beginning, was to, to find a way to heal us, even in Genesis 3. That's right. When he, when he gives us the promise to Eve, he says, one day the seed of woman, your seed is going to strike the head of, of the seed of the serpent. That's right. Well, that was, a, that was called the mother promise. It's the promise that Jesus is coming. Doesn't tell us it's Jesus, but that's what ultimately happened, and that's what came. And so we need, uh, people need to, uh, to absorb the fact that Jesus is the, 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 one of the most wonderful signs that God is a healer. Mm. And that's that right. we need to be ready when this is all over, and it will be at some point that we are still focused on bringing them to that great position that can heal them and give them a whole different mindset. Yeah. You know, because with the mindset that a lot of people I've seen and talked to, many people are, they're, they're worried, they're afraid, they're anxious, and they, they just, some of them have even given up. That's right. They'll give up. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't have that luxury because I've been, I have been blessed by, the, by, the, by fa my father who is a healer. You know, that's, a, that's awesome to even think about. You know, it's hard to wrap your mind around it sometimes. It is, it is. It is hard. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's, it is something that, that uh, you know, I think that the more we go through these things, mm -hmm. the more we experience those things, the greater our faith can be. That's right. Yeah. The greater trust and belief because we'll come through this. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of healing take place in this place before. You know, there, there's a, an individual back in the back that's running some of this equipment right now that I've been in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, right in there with, with him, helping to get him in a right place in his life and watched his family grow up. And I've watched God heal his family and heal him. And it's, uh, so I know that it's real because I've seen it work in that's people's right. lives. You know, I don't know you that well. I don't know what all the healings happen in your life, but, <laughs> but, I, know, but I know a, a lot of the folks that are, that are watching tonight, that yeah. I know them, and I know the healing that's taking place in their lives, and I know that they're worried, yeah. too, but that worry is not going to overtake them because they've, they've experienced the healing that comes from this God and this Father, and it's amazing to be a part of it. It really is. Well, and, we, and you know, we talked about, you know, talking about him providing that healing. I think one of the hardest things that we have to do is, is letting go of that illusion of control. Mm -hmm. If we go back and look at this story in Exodus chapter 15, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it is, it's, an, it's an interesting thing because we see God's intent and his desire, yeah. right? He wants to be mm -hmm. Yahweh Rapha. That's, that's who I want to be. But we can't, we can't ignore uh, verse 25 here about um, the end of the verse almost where it says, There the Lord issued a ruling and an instruction for them and put them to the test. Mm -hmm. The reality is that we have a Lord who tests. Mm -hmm. 
He wants to know whether or not we're going to believe him, whether or not we're going to have faith in him, whether or not we're going to hold to him, mm -hmm. or whether we're going to try to wrestle that control. Mm -hmm. And whether we like it or not, that's exactly what these people were doing in the wilderness. And that's yes. exactly what they did all the way. Yeah. They wrestled and they fought him for control every step of the way. See, for us, it seems like a reasonable question. Where's the water, mm -hmm. right? We need water. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. But it, we have to understand that in this context, that question was questioning the integrity of God, mm -hmm. questioning the motives of God, mm -hmm. questioning whether or not he really wanted to take care of them, whether mm -hmm. he really wanted to care for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of all the things. I mean, it just going back a little bit, Exodus chapter 3, when he reveals himself to Moses and mm -hmm. all the things that he told Moses, mm -hmm. I am. Tell yep. them, I am, I am, have sent you, yep. right? And he tells them, you know, I am the God of the living. Mm -hmm. I am the God who, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yep. And you are my people, and mm -hmm. I am going to care for you. All of these things he said to them, and then here they get to this situation. And it's such a simple situation, right? I'm thirsty. I need water. Where's my water? Mm -hmm. How do we go about asking mm -hmm. for that? How do we go about looking for that? And I think that's mm -hmm. the big question here. I don't think these people... I don't think it was just a simple question of, hey, where's the water at? I think it was, it was I think, obviously, it's a doubt mm -hmm. based on God's reaction. Sure. I'm not going to believe God that mm -hmm. I'm really his people. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to believe God that he really cares about mm -hmm. me. I'm not going to believe God that he loves me because where's my water? Yeah. I need water. If he really die. loved me, he, yeah, right, yeah. He would, the, this water wouldn't be bitter. Right. This water would be fit to drink or this or this or there would be more of it. Or there did you look around God? You see how many of us are there are? You know, there's a couple of million of us out here. You, you, you really think this this little this mud hole is going to, you know, that. And so what you know, what to flash forward it real quick to flash forward it. God, all we have, Jesus, all we have are these fishes and these yeah, bread. There you go. Right. Yeah. There you, you know, go. Is, is it, look at the thousands, Jesus, you know, or, I mean, or they, they start grumbling and complaining. And, and God says, well, just speak to that rock and water will come out. <laughs> and he speaks to the rock and water comes out. You know, I mean, I mean you know, we're, we're going to look at this virus thing in a couple of years and we're going to look back and we're going to say, huh, yep, he knew what he was doing. You know, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and this, this is a pandemic. It, that's what they call it. Okay. That's right. And, and it is. And, you know, what happens, we're, we're fixing to get into July, August, September. You know what happens in this part of the country? Yeah. Hurricanes come. That's right. What happens with another Harvey sitting out there and we got all the, you know, so all I can do is just trust God. That's right. Because I can't, I can't stop the weather. I can't stop this. I can't do any of that. But I, it, if I don't have a, a father that I know can heal, then I'm not going to trust him. That's right. And we have a lot of folks that we come in contact with. Well, maybe not so much now, but folks <laughs> we have come in contact with. When there was, that, there's not a quarantine. Yeah, when on, we're right? out of quarantine, you know, that, that they, they really don't know that yeah. they have a God they can trust. They don't, have a, they don't know they have a God that heals. You know, many of them yeah. don't go to church anywhere. They don't go to church at all. Or they don't have a relationship with God except on Sunday, you know, for a, a brief moment in time. And they don't understand that there is a, a healing God that wants desperately to have a relationship with him. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, uh, I think that if no, no other message gets out today of, of this evening, if they don't learn anything else, that, that there is a God. And I've got, to, I've got to start looking at the rules, looking at the things he said, and I've got to say, okay, you know, am I going to do what he said, tells me to do? Am I going to do that? Am I going to say, okay, you're right. I can't do it here. Here, it's yours. That's right. Do it with whatever you, whatever you want. You, yeah. know? Uh, you know, like I told you guys, well, I have a priority is to keep my wife alive. That's one of the priorities I have yeah, is to keep my Of course. But... I may not be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I can do everything I can do, and I may not be able to do that. And what did he talk about last week in, in Luke chapter 12? Mm -hmm. He said, if you can't do this little thing. Right. Well, let me tell you something. I've lost people in my life, and, yeah. and adding an hour to their life is not a little thing. Yeah. That's not a little thing. You've been a paramedic. You've seen people die. Yeah. It, would it have been a little thing to give them yeah. an hour? No. That would have been a big thing. That would have been a huge thing. And God says, everything. that's a little thing. Well, this is, this is nothing to him. Right. This is really nothing to him. When it's time for it to be over, it'll be over. It'll be over. It'll be over. And the healer will start to make good out of all the devastation that's out there. He'll make good. So I think there's two perspectives that we really need to look at this thing from. There's mm -hmm. the perspective of the church. Okay. And I think, you know, Paul in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he points out how all of this stuff, all this stuff that happened in the, in the, in the Pentateuch in these first five books of the mm -hmm. Bible, mm -hmm. the wanderings and everything, 
all of this was to teach us something. Mm -hmm. It was for us to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think looking at this, the lesson the church needs to understand is don't be worried. Yep. Don't grumble. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't, don't wonder if God's going to take care of you. Know that he's going to take care of you. Know that he's going to take care of you. Live on that. Yeah. Live in and, that. And if, you don't, and, if, and if somebody's out there watching and they don't have this, then hook yourself to someone that does. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, I'm not saying go, you know, live in their house, but but call them, someone that you oh, know yeah. has this, and say, I just need to feed off you for a while. I need to feed off you because I know you trust this God. I don't understand why. I don't know why, because I don't have a relationship with him, but feed off of someone that does. Well, and we we might have have people here who struggle with this. Yeah, struggle with this idea. No, no, of, we we do have people. We do have people yeah. here who will struggle with this idea, mm -hmm. this concept, where my my illusion of control is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the the mask has been ripped off the face. Right yeah. now, I see everything in its horribleness, yeah. and I don't have any control anymore. And I don't my my relationship with God isn't there. My faith in God isn't there yet. And I think we need to remember that there were people. You know, Jesus told people have faith, and they said. Help me because help me have faith. Help my unbelief too. Yeah, said, help yeah. my unbelief. And I think we need to realize that if if we look at this and we go and you need to take an honest assessment. You know, mm -hmm. we need to stop and take an honest assessment of where we're at. And you know, for me, I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not. I, mm -hmm. I know God's got this. Mm -hmm. I know He's going to handle it. Mm -hmm. It's going to work out for His mm -hmm. glory and His good. Mm -hmm. And uh, He's going to be He's working to call people to Him. And I know that. Yeah. And I'm I'm I mean I'm horrified by what's going on but i'm excited to see what god can do this is a horrible situation we're in but i know god's going to turn this around and it's going to be this amazing thing he's going to call these people to him mm -hmm. people are going to wake up and they're going to they're going to flock to him and he's going to be calling these people Just, but there are people who aren't there yet who yeah. can't look at this yeah. in that light yeah you're right and that's so and i i know what i what i want people to understand is if that's where you are if you're a member of the church and, and that's where you are and you can't see the good, you can't, you, you're not, your faith isn't there. Exactly what you said. Latch on to someone who is. Mm -hmm. Call somebody on the phone and say, look, my faith just isn't there yet. Please yeah. pray with me. Yeah. You know, uh, I think we need to be going to the Father in prayer. We have to recognize where we are at mm -hmm. to mature. Mm -hmm. And so going to the Father in prayer, latching on to somebody who, who is spiritually mature, who is there, who, who can look at this thing from the spiritual perspective yeah. and, and going to them and seeking comfort from them. We're a family. We're a body. Yeah. We need to work together and yeah. pull together. Yeah. And uh, so you know, no matter where anybody is at in this, if, if you're spiritually mature and you're, you're looking at this thing and you're saying, yep, 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 I know, mm -hmm. and you're ready to go and you're in prayer and awesome. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, mm -hmm. if that's not you, mm -hmm. if you're losing your mm -hmm. mind, if yep. you're at home scared mm -hmm. and, and worried and you don't know what to do, reach out. You know, yeah. reach out. Yeah. Then there's the second perspective. That's the first perspective, mm -hmm. right? And there's a couple of different views there, sure. right? Mm -hmm. In the second perspective, though, we have those who haven't been spiritually healed yet. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the church, if you have Christ, you've been spiritually healed. Mm -hmm. Christ has come into your life. The Spirit lives in you. You've been forgiven mm -hmm. of sins. You've been washed in the blood. Mm -hmm. All those things like I talked about this past Sunday, right? And you have this, this awesome privilege and authority to go into the very throne room of God. It's very cool. Sure, you know? absolutely, yeah. But there are a lot of people who aren't there yet. Mm -hmm. And so as the church, we need to recognize that there is, this is a lost and dying world. Mm -hmm. And this is a lost and dying world way before COVID-19 came along. Yes. Yeah, it way was. Way yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. You know, the only difference now is we're aware of it. Yeah. We're aware yeah. that we're a lost and dying. Well, you know, and, and, and you know, people were, people were running through their lives and everything was cool and everything was going along just fine. And, and they got up in the morning and they went to bed at night and everything in the mean, in the middle was, uh, was just a, a, a habit of their life. And now something's walked into their life and, and changed all of that. Yeah. And could change it forever. That's right. And for some people it, ha it, it will change it forever. And I hope that doesn't happen anymore anymore, but I know that it's going to, and I'm looking at it and saying, you know what first peter chapter 2 verse 24 said you know he bore our sins on the cross that he might heal us yeah that's what's available that is what's available that's what god has spent all this time because the old testament is a great history lesson but the one thing i learned studying it all it does is point you to jesus <laughs> that's all it does it does yeah everything about it is pointing me to jesus and if jesus is the great physician you know then then i've got to trust him that he is that he's big enough, strong enough to fix all of this. And at least if nothing else, fix it in my life. 
right. Give me the strength to deal with what I'm going to have to deal with. Give me the focus, the faith to, to say, okay, God, I trust you. You know, I'm going to turn my life over. Because if he's not a healer, then, we're all, then this is all a game. That's right. Yeah. This is all a game we're playing. Right. If he is the provider that we talked about last week, the healer we talked about this week, if he is those things, then I've got to get, find a way to learn how to trust him to provide, to provide and to heal me. That's right. I'm looking forward to what's coming next, to the next names of his. I'm looking forward to it, to see what, what he, we're going to learn about him it's, next. It's, it's just, it's crazy. This, this, I love, and I love this in the Old Testament, because, you know, we, we're looking at the Yahweh names right now. Mm -hmm. These, these uh, kind of titles and these appellations that have been given to him. I probably butchered that word anyway. Uh, but we're looking at, at some of this stuff, and the reality is this is just a small sliver. There's still more names. Yeah. I mean, we've got these six kind of name slash title yeah. things, uh -huh. but there's more than that. And we're yeah. getting to see this very diverse picture of who our God is. If he yeah. is, if he is who he says he is, which is I am, right? Mm -hmm. I am. And that's it. I, I am the one who ever exists. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of facets to who he is. Yes, there and is. So we're getting to see these different things. And I love that. Looking at that perspective, the church, we need to have faith. Mm -hmm. We need to, believe that he is going to do what he has said he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And we need to trust in his promises. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need to be. We, need, we don't need to be the grumblers. No. We don't need to be preoccupied with, you know, are you going to take care of me? Are you going to do that? He, he is. Yeah. He's, provided, he's a provider. He's a healer. He's got it. Yeah. And we need to have faith in that. Um, and if we're not there, we need to grow in it. But we also need to look at those who aren't spiritually healed yet. We need to wake up and realize, hey, look, the world is dying. Mm -hmm. It was dying way before COVID-19. We as the church need to be the salt and light. We That's need to exactly be the right. ones reaching out. Exactly right. We're the ones who need to, we have the message of hope. We mm -hmm. have this, this good news that, you know what? If COVID-19 kills you, it doesn't end there. No. You're going to stand before no. a judge. You're no. going to stand before a throne. And whether you find when you're standing there, the throne of mercy covered in the blood or a throne of judgment alone and by yourself. That's the real question you need to be I just asking. told somebody that the other day. I said, man, I am so glad. And it, it came off of, of what you said Sunday morning. You know, I am so glad that when, when my time is up, that I'm going to get to stand before the throne of grace. That's right. Because I lived a life for many of my years of my life where if that would have happened to me, I would have stood in front of the throne of judgment. And that is, a, that is just not... Uh, I mean, I don't want anybody to go there. I, don't, I want them to be able to stand in front of the throne of grace and know that the, the great physician, that yes, Jesus is, is yeah. there, that, I, that my father is there, and that he, that he was looking to heal me all along. That's right. Uh, you know, I don't know what the plan is here. I have no idea. I have, you know, that's, that's way outside of any of our yeah. what the plan is. But I know there is a plan. I know there is. I know he told us there's a plan. He's got this. I don't know... I don't know why uh, or what for, but I know what the, what the testing is for us. He told us in Matthew 28, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Teach them. Baptize them. And I'll be with you what? Always. Even Always. to the end of the age. He's with us today. Amen. Amen. He's with us today. Right. In this room, he's with us. He's with us in this town. He's with us in this state, in this nation, in this world. He is with us. I think the question is, are we going to believe it? Well, that's the question. That's the question. Because that's really what, you know, that people need to, uh, today, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about Yahweh Rapha. We talked about Yahweh, what was the one last week? Jaira. Jaira, last week. And, uh, you know, it's still, are you going to believe this? That's right. Well, you talked a minute, we'll go about faith, you know, and about getting, latching onto someone that we talked about a while ago. But really, it set, tells us in the book of Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's right. And I'm talking to a lot of people that got nothing else to do. They're in their <laughs> homes and they're reading and they're praying and they're studying. And they didn't do that before because, right. because they've run out of programs to watch. They've run out of games to play. They've run, you know, they've gotten where, you know, the, you know I'm, I'm tired of looking at all the people I got to look at in here. <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to study some more. And so, you know, and I think it's going to, I think this has the potential to grow our faith. I really do. I think it has the, the great potential to grow our faith up. Uh, because people are going to be reading more and studying more and, and looking more at God's word and letting God talk to them. Because it says in Romans chapter 12, it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I can know. 
I don't know the, the big picture of it, but I know what the, his will is for us to go into all the world and teach the gospel. That's right. Baptizing them, teaching them, and he said, and I'll be with you always. That's his plan. That's his will for us. You know, Ephesians 4, growing up into the head, that is Christ, right? Yep. And that, mm -hmm. getting that maturity, yes. no longer being yep. tossed back. And we're gonna, I'm going to talk about that on Sunday, but um, it's great. It's, it's yep. great stuff. And it so is. God's, it, we as his church, we need to know God's working. He's active yep. and he's moving. And we need to have faith in that. We don't need to grumble. So if we look at Yahweh Rapha, right? Mm -hmm. If we're looking at Yahweh Rapha, so first we see that, I think the big thing that we see is a desire to heal. Yep. That's his, that is his number desire, one. Yes. That is his intention. Yep. This is what I want, mm -hmm. right? But oftentimes what, as his church, what we see gets in the way is the grumbling. Yeah. So we don't need to grumble. Yeah. We don't need to wonder. We don't need to question him. We need to trust him. Yep. You know, now it's one thing to say, hey, Father, I know you've got this. I'm anxious to see how you're doing it, right? I'm anxious. I want to see you fulfill. I know you're going to come through. I'm waiting to see you come through. It's one thing to say that and another thing to say, I don't see how this is going to work out and it's yeah. not going to work and, yeah. and you, you can't do it. That's, yeah. There's two different mindsets. Mm -hmm. So having that mindset that, of anticipation, if that's where we need to put ourselves, then put yourself there. Be, get excited. Be, start looking for how God's going to provide, yeah. how he's going to heal, yeah. right? And then finally, we need to remember to obey and trust him. He's worthy of it. He's redeemed us. He's healed us. He's provided for us. We need to believe that he's got this. Absolutely. We need to be, be anxious to obey and trust him. So this week, I want to encourage everyone out there who, who's listened to us and, and, talk, and been a part of this with us. Um, let's pursue Yahweh Rapha. Uh, let's pursue him in attitude and in mm -hmm. prayer. And uh, first, let's, let's, when we pray, we always need to pray for his glory and his will. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Um, that's the biggest thing. You know, we pray for his glory. We pray for his will. Second thing, we need to pray and have faith that he is going to handle troubles. Mm -hmm. He's got this, right? He's going to handle it. Yep. We don't need to worry about it. We need to have patience with his time. Because like you said, I mean, we don't know what the plan is. We don't know what that big picture no. is. No. But we need to be, have an attitude of patience. We need to have that attitude that says, I'm going to wait for God, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let God handle Even if this. it gets worse before it gets better. That's right. Even yeah. if it gets worse before it gets better. Finally, I think we need to have peace with his decisions. Yeah. Now, you notice that a lot of this is, is attitude. But this is stuff that we can pray for. If we're lacking in these things, um, if we're lacking with patience, if we're lacking with peace, now they, I know they, they joke around and they tell you don't pray for patience. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we need to learn how to become patient and dependent on our Father. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we need to grow in. And, yeah. uh, you know, we need to be praying about that. Absolutely. We need to be praying about that. Absolutely. So this, this week, and not just this week, but going forward, we want to have, we want to be praying for his glory and his will. We want to increase our faith, right? Ask him to grow our faith that he's going to handle these troubles. We want to be praying about patience and learning patience for him to act in his time. And finally, we want to have peace with his decisions. Absolutely. Because, you know, one of the things, you know, we, and we're, we're getting Easter. We're going to talk about Gethsemane a little bit, but, um, you know, Christ once prayed that the cup would pass. Yeah. But everything to the father's will. That's right. And That's right. so... Even though we have to live through these hard times, even though we would prefer not to sometimes, we need to have peace with his decisions, that he's got it, that he's making the best call. And even if that means, hey, you know, it's time to put in a new pitcher, right? Yeah. That sometimes that's what it is. Yeah. And so we need peace. Yeah. We need to have peace with his decisions. Uh, well. I got one more thing. Go for it. Go for uh, it. Didn't you give them an assignment last week? I did. I did. I want. I just. I just. I. I know we can't ask them. But if we were in a class and they were in here, I'd ask them. How many of you did that this week? Well, how many of you? How many of you looked at Psalm twenty-three, <laughs> week day day by day, verse by verse, and just prayed about that? And you're like, well, I, look. I, and I. And I want to. I want to. I want to encourage people. Okay. I missed a day. Did you? I did. I missed a day. I'm the teacher, and I missed. I missed. A day. A, I missed a day I missed, too. I missed. Uh, <laughs> I missed verse four. I posted it up, but. I meant I, I started getting into it and then I said, oh, I'll come back to it. And you never come back to no, it, right? No. And so I did miss a day. If you missed a day, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. The important thing is we're coming to the word and we're coming regularly and yep. we're coming to chew. Yep. And, uh, you know, on that note, I want to thank Kale. Mm -hmm. He is doing a phenomenal. If you like those Facebook posts, if you, if you, if in the morning you like seeing those Facebook posts, he sends those. Um, he sends them to me and I post them up. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's doing a f fantastic job with those mm -hmm. things. And uh, Kale, I really appreciate all the work you're doing there. And if, hey, you know, give them a shout out on Facebook. Let them know how much you appreciate those. I know a lot of people have said they really enjoy those posts. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to keep them coming. He works very hard at all that. And uh, 
I'm just tickled pink to be able to to get to see them. You know, I see them and I think, oh man, this is <laughs> this is awesome. You did such a great job, and I get to send it out. Um, speaking about homework, though, <laughs> we've got more, and uh, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a cold class if we didn't have some homework, right? <laughs> And so uh, this, this week going forward, and it's not a week thing, this, this is going to be a longer assignment. Mm -hmm. And so um, we started with Psalm 23, now we're going to do Psalm 103. Okay. okay. And uh, it's 22 verses, so we'll get well into April by the time we're done with this thing. But, you know, take it, take it day by day, take it verse by verse, you know, try to get up every morning and meditate on this word. Take it verse by verse and just look at each one. And uh, there'll be a post on Facebook waiting for you in the morning. Don't be afraid to post up your meditation. Don't be afraid to post up your thoughts. It's a huge encouragement to a lot of people. So share it, like it, but most, most importantly, post up a meditation, post up a prayer, and I'm uh, really looking forward to see what we do with this. I think, I think this psalm, this psalm is, is like Psalm 23. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. It All is. of his word is, sure is, it very, is. Good. It is. very good. But some of it, you can take it like that day by day, and, you can, and it can really be impactful in your day for that day. And you'll be surprised how many people say, man, I needed that particular verse today. It's funny how that works that way. I, man, that was the perfect verse for me today. It's almost like he's the great physician. Yeah, it's it is almost like, like he's the great Like he knows exactly like, what pills to give us. Like he, knows, he knows, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we really appreciate y'all coming out. Brother, Absolutely. why don't you close us out? Okay, pray. let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for your, uh, for your power and your glory and your majesty. Mm -hmm. We stand in awe of your precious holy name. We know, Father, that you are God. You are Yahweh. You are, and tonight we studied about you are the healer. And you are, are there to heal. And, and your plan was to heal us. And you did that through your son. Father, we can't say thank you enough. Father, while we're struggling right now through all of this, what's going on. Father, help us to not lose sight of who really is in control. Help us to not lose sight of, of uh, your power and your majesty and your ability. Father, help us to, to focus on you and help us, Father, to, to reach out to each other. Reach out to our fellow brothers and sisters and make sure that they're okay. Make sure that they are, are, are focusing on, on the, the great physician, the healer, the one who can fix the problems in our lives. Bless us, Father, as we move forward. Bless us, Father, as this, uh, this country, as this city, as this state, as this world uh, struggles with what we're struggling with right now. Bless us, Father. Heal us. Show us what your, part of your plan is that you want us to be involved in, and then give us the strength, the courage, and the focus to get that done. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.